0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now, She-Hulk. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the second episode of She-Hulk. So if you haven't seen it on Disney+, Plus, check it out right now. But picking up where we left off, Jennifer Walters is in the courtroom. She's dealing with the fallout of Titania. Still mispronouncing that horribly. Uh, Titania. Titania. But... She immediately gets fired this episode, picks up a new job, ends up meeting Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. the Abomination, and representing him, despite the fact that he toured up in Harlem with her cousin. And by the end of the episode, we have tied into uh, the uh, movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ted Riggs. Said that terribly as well, well. Hell yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, and uh, as a little bit of a side note, we also meet Jen's family this episode. Now... I know we were a little mixed about half
1: this. of perfect strangers.
2: We've got a perfect stranger. We, we got, got we a perfect do. stranger yeah. here. Yeah,
0: that's right, perfect stranger. Charlie. We got
2: cousin
1: Larry. Cousin Larry is here. I'm doing uh, the dance of joy right now. right now. Oh, nice. Okay, you yeah. saved it. That uh, I don't know uh, what uh, accent you I mean, did there, but that was, let me
2: throw uh, out here. There's a recent post um, by cousin Larry. Um, with it was matching the original Perfect Strangers like promo shot, right? Are you right. thinking we're going to get a Bronson Pincho in this season? Oh and- come on, man! <laughs> Don't put that out there. Don't I put that out are. there. I contest. We are.
0: You think they're going to go to B post
2: B is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I believe really that's really isn't good. in um, Age of Ultron. That's the land they raise up and then drops. No, uh, that was Silver. Dies B-post
0: in B-post. is in next door. To Sokovia, and it, some of the fallout hit it. Uh, Balky's entire family was killed. But Balki's oh, come was on, was man! Tragic. Don't, don't the say Mi- that. About the
2: Meepos Accords still haunt the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. That's right.
0: So let's get this out of the way. We were uh, mixed about the last episode. Pete was very positive. I think Justin, you were in the middle slash negative, and I was pretty negative as well. Though there were parts that we definitely all agreed on. Yeah. Now that we're into the second episode, where's everybody's head at? How are you feeling? Pete, I'm sure you're still like McDonald's, loving it.
1: I'm having a great time. Thank you. Um, further oh. elaboration on our critical yeah. podcast. Well, Pete? I we, I thought we were going down the line. Like just no, down we, down we, go the ahead.
0: Go ahead. Talk about what you yeah, liked about off. this episode. I mean, otherwise first you're off. gonna burst at the seams. If I've learned anything over the past fifteen years of us doing podcasts, No matter how long it takes, you're going to rattle out absolutely everything that you liked about it. So let's do that at the beginning. Go.
1: Oh, wow. That's weird. Uh, It's uh, it's weird when I get what I'm trying to do and I don't have to fight you for it. Does it work better if it's all pent up over the course of the 15 minutes while Justin and I talk about a bunch of nonsense?
2: Uh, Sorry, just part, let me know you. when you want me to interrupt you, Pete. Like 30 <laughs> seconds? 45
0: uh, seconds? We can stretch that, yeah, if you can give yeah. me the more to time to be clear. this is a pre-planned bit where we
1: break the fourth wall, similar to how She-Hulk does it. Okay, so first off, it was like they listened to our first step. I mean, we got the watercolors again, hitting us hard with that. We got to find out what's going on with the rocket ship. I, we're getting answers. We're putting stuff together. I love it. And of course, the creepy guy who was uh, in the, you know, the man behind the lawsuit uh, where she got fired hires her back. And it seems like an evil corporation because of the way he casually fires people. I I'm I love the phone call that she has with Hulk. Uh, I, I thought this was just a great kind of like, all right, here we go. This is going to be the rhythm of the show. Her what do you con- think
2: the Sicarian, um cell phone plan is that he was on? Uh, when oh. he called her. Well, first off, if, if, there was if, a dropped if, call. There was a if, dropped call.
1: Hey, if Deadpool can start his own uh, phone company, I would take banners over uh, Deadpool. Wow. So I, I think Sorry, it's like, just
2: to translate, Pete, he's talking about Ryan Reynolds having a cell phone company called Mint. I believe is that yeah, what it's Mint called?
1: Mobile. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: Just trying to translate what you mean when you say Deadpool has a cell phone plan. <laughs> well, I don't I – don't, It took I thought, me a second
0: as well. But okay. 100%. Well, I got you. it. Yeah. I do think just to interrupt really quick here, my theory now is that we're going to see Hulk pop up in some way in Secret Invasion. Like I don't think this has to do with the Grandmaster at all. I think no. this is Nick Fury in space sending out a call for Hulk and getting some help from him. Really? I like see him pop up there. That
2: theory. Theory, I like I that know. theory because I agree with you. I think this is the That's last a- we'll see of Hulk in, in She-Hulk. Um, and uh, off he goes into another series. What made movie.
1: you think that? Because on the last uh, one, we were all on the same page of like, uh, uh, we think it's a scar type thing. Of the. I don't know. There was something about like, well, the was.
0: casualness of Bruce on that ship. It didn't feel like he was being taken by a quote unquote mm-hmm. villain like Grandmaster. Yeah, I didn't see Liam
1: Neeson like- anywhere.
2: Jeff Goldberg?
1: <laughs> oh, no, taken. He's taken. Take it. The oh, word okay. taken. Wow. Sorry, right. Pete's
2: what's called on one right now, so he's going to be saying nonsense, and I will slowly walk it back into reality. Uh, um, you seem to be pretty he casual with a log for the ride He's making That's a phone I'm call.
0: Saying. Yeah, um, there you go. Oh, I'll throw out actually one other theory, just based on the show. I, I we could also see him go on that Sekar Courier ship, and then show up in one of like the last two episodes. In the World War Hulk outfit. And he's uh, like, don't cool, tease me. Don't." I've been don't. through some shit, you know, don't. and that's the joke. Yep. It's like he was on this whole other adventure while She-Hulk was doing her She-Hulk stuff, potentially.
2: That's fun. Um, yeah. I, and th- to my take on the episode, I feel like it's a little bit more fun. I thought there were some some better jokes in this episode, and I thought we were. Hey, like, all right. The joke of, of Bruce being like, I was a completely different guy back then. Because he was uh, not – he was played the by – The better Hulk.
1: The better uh oh, come yeah. on, dude. Edward Norton. Come on. It's um, one. Played ooh, by Edward Norton ooh, in that out movie. Of with that. Number
0: two. Eric Bana, number three. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> come on, dude.
2: <laughs> Every is, time
1: Eric eats <laughs> a banana. Look, He's Alex, if Pete's going to
2: be – if Pete's gonna be off the the yeah. ranch here with his talk, you can't go. off yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't be the center. You can't be flipping
0: us Justin off. But, uh, we'll save yeah. that for our Patreon podcast, Marvel Vision Off the Ranch. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. I hope ranch. for one of the uh, post credits though that we do get to hear all seven haikus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: All seven.
1: So have you heard more than have you ever heard more than, th- heard more hear, than two
2: haikus back to back? Because it's t- too many. Wow. One haiku. It's Whoa, oh sort
1: of, hey, hey, come on. T- don't... You want
2: to pick your haikus out of your haiku bag with chopsticks because you don't want to have like nine of them in your mouth at the same time. But I just want to say, Alex, real quick, um, I do think, I still think this show should take more time. It mm-hmm. feels like everything's feeling a little rushed. The scene with the family, I was like, she came in and they all just screamed at her in succession. It felt so very th- let's intense. Let's talk about the
0: scene with the family for a second because I do think this is getting... To my issue with the show this early on in these first two episodes, and I'll I'll frame it up because Pete's crossing his arms right now. I do think exactly like you're saying, Justin, there's more of the premise here, which I wanted from the first episode. It does feel like these two episodes get together together get a little closer to being a pilot for the show because you do have that set up there of she loses her job. She's now working at a law firm that she feels morally weird about. We get a case set up here. So it does feel like, again, you're getting a little more of that pilot. The family stuff, in essence, I liked the idea of – She comes, she meets her family, she's a superhero now, and they're doing exactly what families do. We're like, oh, my friend's neighbor is really into superheroes, you should go on a date with him. Like, all of that stuff felt to me like it was getting towards something, but there was too much happening at the same time. Some of the jokes weren't as precise and it was really driven home with me where Larry Appleton was in on the bit as well, where he's like, what happens to Hawkeye's arrows? Do he, oh, does he just yeah. leave them there? Which is fine and funny, but he's he's doing the bit with everybody else in the family. And then yeah. in the middle of him doing the bit is like, Jen, let's go downstairs. And he's like, but seriously, how are you doing? Well, that's his like, father. What? That, what are you that having a me problem com- with? My, I'm having a problem with it comedically, Pete. Well, is that he's got, he can't? There's no just, consistency. It felt like they skipped a step there in terms of the character Pete. Calm yeah. down. You did work on the show. All right. Well, yeah. first
2: off, You're very personally
0: first affected off, by... I don't
1: know what your family's like. I I don't wait to talk when it's a, my turn in a family situation, let alone in yeah. this shit show. But I think that w- one of the things is I liked how loud the family was. That to me felt more real. And also like, yeah, I think a dad uh, you know, could do bits and have fun with the family, but he is going to care about no, no, his no, daughter. No, but he's
0: not doing a bit. He's not doing a bit. The show is doing a bit.
1: He right. is included
0: in that bit, and then suddenly yeah, but he has he's a doing what she did. Modes. I don't want to spend Jen, too much
1: time on this. Jen in the first episode was doing the Captain America bit to her cousin. So then the father is kind of in on doing the same thing that she does. They're, they all kind of do that. So I, think, I thought it was a cool callback, and I'm sorry that I missed you.
2: Uh, I, I, I hear you, Pete, but I, th- I think Alex's point is rather than the characters feeling real and motivated to do those things, it feels like the show is like, well, we're going to have him do it, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense that he would do it. We're whole, just the, seeing the, the whole family. This is,
0: this is to me, I don't want to focus on the family thing because I was using that as an example of what isn't quite working to me about the show yet. The jokes feel sloppy, frankly, like oh some of God. them hit, but they're not as sharp as they could be. The editing is very weird to me still in this episode, like the place we end the
1: episode it's a very weird ending line. Well, that's it's a callback to the first episode where she, you know, it ends on a fuck a, like a oh shit moment. It's like this, you know, it's it a. It good... just sort
0: of ends. the The editing, I don't know. It's not as precise. The jokes are not as precise. I'm glad you like it. This doesn't take anything away from the fact that you like it. That's awesome, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad it's hitting for you. It's not hitting for me. I well, just you know what it, that... it
2: reminds me of is like. Uh, like a like a kids show like a disney jun like not junior but like the old fashioned disney channel show mm-hmm. um where it is a little wonky and everything quite hits but it's paced up so you don't have time to sit and think about stuff too much and I just think that's weird because everyone, there's so much drinking on this show that they're like always getting fucked up and it, it is written as sort of in the style of a kid's show. Like for instance, the family scene, I was getting big grandpa Joe from Charlie and the chocolate factory where it's like that family all lays in the same bed all day. And so that's why they talk <laughs> over each other all the time. And she comes in and is like, yo, this is crazy.
0: The So, at the beginning, when they are in the bar, to get back to that, you have the, I guess, jerk guy who works at her prior firm. Dennis, yeah. Yeah, who we don't get to see a lot of.
2: We love Dennis. Yeah, you're, why shipping he, Gen, you're shipping Dennis, yeah. right, Pete?
1: No, no. Dennis is a piece of shit, and he proves that in this episode. I, well, I, I don't I gonna, know why you're defending Dennis. What? <laughs> you just said how much you like Dennis, and then you asked me
0: what? I don't understand what you're talking about. The joke that Dennis is given in this episode where they're in the bar and he's like, well, I see a girl over there. I'm going to go talk to it. Right. That, to me, was like the level of precise humor that we need for the show that it's off-putting it's disgusting what he says and when he says that but it made me laugh because it's so horrible and everything yeah. else feels a lot softer most of the time
2: okay i think that's fair um while we're talking about the beginning the idea that titania is a super influencer i think that's a i sort of like that idea mm-hmm. uh, i'm curious mm-hmm. if that means she's sort of for higher, um and maybe i think pete had the the theory that um, she was paid to attack She-Hulk in that in the courtroom last episode—that uh, made me think of of your theory, Pete, in a good way. I also like the way the the title changes from uh, yeah, attorney that for yeah, that was funny, yeah, that was hilarious. Attorney, law uh, attorney,
1: very. You know what I mean? That, uh, subtle, Have fun so with subtle. the title cards and yeah. the, you know go back and change the Marvel flip to fit each show. You know what I mean? Come on. I did also, while we're talking about
0: things that we enjoyed about the episode, I did like seeing Tim Roth back as Emil Blonsky. Yeah. Very fun to loop back to that. Also fun how they looped it into Shang-Chi. I think, you know, that sets it at a very specific place now in terms of the MCU timeline. Uh, but I appreciated having that. And I assume it will also, like, zip through things a little bit. But that was very fun as well. And, you know, I, I think that is uh, certainly like a gimme to Marvel fads. It's like, ah, hey, you recognize this thing. But they figured out a way to make it a little different and make it a little fun.
2: I also yeah. thought it was fun in the Emil Blonsky scene where he's like, I'm just a Russian-born guy who was raised in England. So that's why I have this accent, and I'm actor Tim Roth, and I'm here <laughs> to eventually escape and be in the movie Shang-Chi.
1: Uh, I did think it, it was funny the way he was like, namaste, and it was like his kind of like we're trying to figure him out uh but he seems like he's changed i mean when we saw him in shang chi he was on the same page as wong so it seems like he is a good guy so i'm hoping that continues to be true
2: wow you're really all in on the abomination i love i love how committed you are you like him now you think he's gonna help
1: I, I I really hope so. I mean, the guy wrote haikus. You know what I mean? I mean, that's mm-hmm. deep shit. You know do you know I mean? how
2: it, – it's like – it's not that many syllables. <laughs> you could just do – it's not uh, studied. It's 575, kid. Yeah, yeah, I You could I know. write one
1: right now. I could if I wanted to, but I just think it's one of those things where uh, this – because lo- like the conversation she has with her brother and he – or sorry, cousin, where he's like, it seems like you're calling me about – That you're just telling me and I was great how he kind of saw through that and they know each other and we're given these kind of little moments that are kind of bigger stories because we haven't been with them that long, which is why I I like the family stuff because like families are messy and they don't, you know, even the Chad stuff where it was like. Chad, you missed the important part, just like Jen missed the important part with her boss when he was like, uh, you know, telling her or asking her something and she was monologuing to herself and didn't hear him.
0: I will say, and I know you're going to react poorly to this, Pete, but getting back to what Justin said earlier about the speed, I do think versus the first episode, which was almost entirely a 20-minute training montage very squarely focused on Jen and Bruce. Here in the second episode, we're getting so many elements that it still doesn't feel like a TV episode to me. Like, we get the family, but that's not the focus and doesn't seem to necessarily affect the rest of the episode. We get the new law firm. That doesn't necessarily affect the family. Like, all this stuff doesn't quite tie together yet. They haven't really figured out the elements. The caveat I'll give here, similar to what I mentioned in the first episode, is that comedies take time sometimes to like find the rhythm and set up their stuff. This is nine episodes long, so it's entirely possible a couple of episodes down the road, once they've gotten all this set up out of the way, they'll really hit their groove. Um, I'm still not feeling it quite with this episode, but... There are elements in place that potentially could work down the road.
2: Okay, great. I I could write on. I could write haikus, abomination or not. Steve Rogers fucks right.
1: (laughs) Great, great job. See now do you you think now now do you trust
0: me? Yeah, what a change. Where did you find that? What book? No,
2: Um, I. I just wrote that. I just wrote that. OK, so I've even been in a maximum security prison for, I want to say, nuts, 15 man. years, however
1: long since Ed Norton came through. Hey, some people, you know, it's harder to come up with poetry. All right. So uh, let's talk about uh, Paul. Right. I mean, he's uh, he got the welcome basket, you know, the where to take a dump, which is super important. Seems nice. But do you trust Paul?
2: Wow. Um I I don't think I have too much of an opinion. Well, let me say on Paul and and Jen's paralegal, who feels like she is part of the show and is a character. But I would ask you to find one defining characteristic <laughs> from that character. Um, That's one of the things that I'm like seems liking. to
1: be a good friend.
2: Yeah, because her, she uh, wouldn't uh, take
0: the job otherwise. She wears very big necklaces. Is that a, char- a character trait?
2: That's more of a wardrobe choice. But it was uh, to uh, Mister T. There.
0: <laughs> yeah, I she's just feel like,
2: the like Mr. T of the show I, I agree
0: with you on that I was very excited as a comic book fan And I want to keep emphasizing In all of the criticism That I'm giving the show I'm a fan of She-Hulk I'm a fan of the comic books I want the show to work I put that in quotes <laughs> What? the this seeing the stuff pop out of the Dan slot run in particular, which is a lot of what we're getting here, and some of these characters pop up, was very fun. But I agree with you right now he's the guy who comes in with gift basket, and that's pretty much it. like I don't even know why Says he was joke, there. About yeah, Says joke about pooping yeah he's also like, oh, I'm also part of this division. I'd love to meet the division.
2: Yeah. Well, and that Uh, feels like, to your point at last episode, that feels like it could be a sort of that Ally McBeal moment of, like, let's meet the new players. mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, my wife considers me guy who walks in and talks about pooping. (laughs) And honestly, I'm not much of a character. You also have giant giant necklaces. That's true. Um, Uh, I'm
0: getting the sense, though, Pete. Just based on the fact that he was Adrian Chase on Arrow, that you're pretty suspicious of him. Is that what's going on Exactly
1: right. Yeah, you can't trust him at all. Uh, But I was just seeing if you guys picked up on that. Uh, So, uh, well, I would like to... First
2: off, yeah, right. Second off, no
1: way. (laughs) Uh, How dare you? All right. So, uh, I want to know, to tell you the truth, the one disappointment I had with this episode was when she was looking for a job. I was really hoping Foggy Nelson would call and be like, hey, you know, like we could use a few good hours." No, Foggy died. He was in
0: Meepo's at the
2: time. No, come on. <laughs> Don't
0: <He> got killed. <laughs> it was the Bartokomus family and Foggy Nelson.
2: The Nelsons. The Nelsons yeah. and the Bartokomuses have a long history of uh, being working. To... They're like Hatfield and McCoys of Meepo's.
1: You're, nobody else wanted Daredevil to show up there when she was looking. Nobody.
2: I think it's a little early in our Mm -hmm. uh, contractually to have Daredevil pop up um, because I think this was made back before that was a thing. Um, I could see that. I agree with you. That would have been a cool bit of thing. But we don't know. I don't know if that foggy is going to be the foggy that we're moving forward with.
1: Oh, that's your own personal agenda, and don't put that out there, okay? I don't, I'm some of us, not. Some thinking it's a beautiful casting, so you know I'm not down on the
2: casting. I'm just saying I don't think the the world of fandom is like. Where's my Foggy? That's yeah. a different Foggy. I,
0: I will say, like he's pretty busy. Eldon Henson. He did a guest star spot on one episode of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers last season. So I don't even know if he has the time to appear on She-Hulk. Yeah, exactly. That's where –
2: that was. he was in the original Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I know. That's where he came from. The yeah. Flying V. That's,
0: that's where he was raised. That's where he was born. Yeah.
2: That's why he kept doing the Flying V in the Daredevil yeah, series, and exactly. one of the reasons why I found it so confusing.
0: Oh, come on, man. <laughs> he likes to say – by the way, I, I said it wrong. I said he was born there. He hatched.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he you was. went back for that. Yeah. Anytime, baby. Quack, uh,
2: quack, yeah. uh, quack! Just... Here we do this every episode, Alf camera, uh, Okay, so wait. So when
1: it comes to the abomination, it was interesting that he specifically said uh, two times seven soulmates are on the island there what, what do you think that's just like he's trying to get an island of villains to hang out with or do you think there's something else did you say on?
0: soulmates or cellmates i could cellmates. Have I, think, I think my autocorrect
1: yeah. my autocorrect kind of effed me on that that's so crazy they, to
2: have seven soulmates that's <laughs> yeah he's got a lot of love to get he's not an abomination he's a, a love nation
0: yeah if he is saying sell I would assume it's probably other villains that he does want to take with him that maybe he's reformed. and
1: That's uh, exciting. Reformed yeah. island, you know.
0: There you go. Sell it to Peacock, man. What else Deep do you want to peacock. call out for the episode? What other moments jumped out at you that you would like to mention in
1: particular? Uh, I, I thought... Just how I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I loved how sweet the phone call was with Hulk, and I, I liked how she didn't like the name, but he really liked the name. Um, I just uh, every time they're on uh, they're on the screen together, or you know, sharing the screen with a phone call, there with a split screen, uh, I'm, I'm having a good time with it.
0: Should we uh, talk about say- the She Hulk name for a second? Were you going to mention that, Justin?
2: Uh, no, but that's a good one.
0: Yeah, um, I like how that got brought up. Again, I wish they were hitting this stuff a little bit harder, uh, just or sharper. Um, but the general idea that a dude news reporter is like some sort of she-hulk, and that's how yeah. she gets the name, and it's very annoying, that's a good bit. Again, I want them to be like a little sharper and more precise in how they deal with it in a modern feminist context. But as it is, you got the setup there, so the possibility is there down the
2: road. Um, yeah, it was it was very – I don't know what the cliché is. I don't know. I couldn't pinpoint where that cliché comes from of, like, man on the street being like, he's some sort of Superman,
1: you know? Well, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, the thing kind of – how that kind of organically happened in that press conference. Right. Uh, <laughs>
2: but I do think they were calling that out and making fun of it.
1: Wait, what
0: was that a reference to? Did they do that in one of the Fantastic Four in movies? In Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah, the first one, the first Fantastic Four movie. Oh. I don't remember that. I'm sorry. All I remember where Captain Mr. Fantastic America was slashing so
2: with his floppy arms. Are oh, you thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio, Alex? The Leonardo DiCaprio meme? Uh,
1: what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Are you talking about Titanic? Uh I uh, know, the meme
2: where he dances from um Oh, uh, yeah, that's the, the noodle arms. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the No,
0: no, no. Mr. Fantastic. It's actually Rise of the Silver Surfer. He does this noodle arms dance. It's terrible looking. It's awful. Uh, I we've, I uh, let's save this for the Patreon podcast, the one that we did, the off-the-rails one. Uh, we'll do that. Oh, there. right, yeah, off-the-rails. Yeah, sure. let's keep I'll it on cut the rails this out like, and put that like, on like there. Yes. Definitely.
2: Any other moments from the episode you want to call out? Justin? Uh, the post-credit sequence I, I liked in this episode. I feel like um, giving us little moments like this actually does feel like the slowing down that I'm, I was asking for earlier earlier in the show. And it feels like it, it rounds out the world in a nice way, and it, on top of being like some some good jokes, so um, definitely more of those.
1: Yeah, how are you feeling about the Chad of it all?
2: Um, I don't know. We, you really lo- love the one-liner guys, huh?
1: Well, I'm uh, you know, there. I'm hoping little bits of characters that we're going to see more of. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just kind of maybe had a realization that maybe I was the Chad of my family. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. You really wow. saw yourself on screen for the first time in this show. Yeah, That's amazing,
2: Pete. <laughs> oh, my God. You're crying. I can't believe you're crying. We should talk about this.
0: <laughs> in the uh, off, the rails,
1: uh, off the rails. Off the rails. Yeah.
0: Why don't we go to our vision board and talk about what we would like to see on the next episode of She-Hulk. Justin, you want to take this one first?
2: Sure. Um, like you were mentioning, this feels like the second half of a pilot. Um, so I, I'm ready for this show to just go. Like um, you've laid a lot of groundwork. I'm speaking directly to the show here. You've laid a lot, a lot of groundwork, hey, oh, little buddy.
1: Justin, what should we That's, do?
2: <laughs> now it's time to fly like the mighty Ducks of yore. Um, oh, I want to see like. The, some cases, if, um, if we are going to do an abomination actual court case to get him parole, let's have that be the next episode. Let's get another one. Let's reload the mechanism so we can really see it move because I think it's ready.
1: Pete, what about you? What's on your vision board? Uh, Wong, man, I'm excited in the teaser, the trailers. We saw Wong. I feel like it's gotta be next episode, uh, to kind of explain what happened a little bit. So I'm very excited for that. And I don't know if it's going to be this next episode, but I'm looking forward to hearing more about, uh, Bruce's, uh, spaceship adventure.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was the thing I was going to call out. I don't think it's going to happen, but if that is some sort of runner with, I was about to say runner with Renner. I keep this is my problem. I keep <laughs> wanting to call Mark Ruffalo Jeremy Renner. They're two different what? people. Wow. Not, that, that, that would, that that would break, that would come break on.
2: Mark Ruffalo's heart. Don't yeah, let come we'd on, now talk man. about something that we have to delete. yeah, uh, oof. Yeah. oof. Anyway, I hope we see. Uh, However, Jeremy Renner would love that. Love that. He It'd probably wants, I bet he wears Mark Ruffalo uh, cosplay around the house just Absolutely. to feel better. He's sitting around with on
0: his piles of beef jerky that he used to sell at Amazon oh, that never got yeah. sold. He's just chewing yeah. on them, waiting for somebody to call him Ruffalo.
2: When he's flipping houses in the Central <laughs> California area, he goes by Mark Ruffalo.
0: Oh, wow. That's nuts. Well, I hope we get to see that in the next episode of the show. If you would like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to talk to you about She-Hulk, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pond on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. <clears throat>
2: Bye, Foggy Nelson. I don't think we'll see you, bro. Quack. Quack. Fuck Quack. You. Quack. Fuck Quack. Quack. 575, baby.
0: Yeah. Eric Bana, man. Eric Bana.